Welcome to Third Church's T3 Family Podcast. Welcome to this first podcast of 2021, where we get to talk about your kingdom impact. And super excited to introduce special guest, Faye Howard. Faye, so great to have you here. Thanks, Katie. I'm really honored to be here. Faye, could you take a brief moment and just introduce yourself? Sure, absolutely. So I have been married to Seth for 17 years, and we have been in Pella for just over 15 and a half of those years. And we have three boys, Jack, who's 16, Ryan, 14, and Nate, who is nine. Uh, I work full-time with the marketing team at Pella Corp and have been working from home since March due to COVID, but I'll be honest that I'm really getting pretty comfortable at home. <laughs> Just another caveat for our listeners who maybe have not met you yet. Um, there's a quote that I heard recently that makes me think of you, and it's, I continue to learn because I want to be a fresh, flowing stream instead of a still, stagnant pool of water. And every time I meet you, I get to hear a little bit about what uh, you're, you're learning and what you're sharing. I mean, you are just a continual learner. I love that. And obviously, I'm a huge fan of your boys. So I know I told you this this fall. I got to sub in Ryan's small group. And boy, he just has a laugh that can light up the <laughs> light up the room. So um, but we'll get we'll get to that a little bit a little bit later. For this podcast, we're going to be talking about kingdom impact. And during one of the run-ins that I had with you, one of the things that you said that intrigued me was, um, it's great to have books and podcasts, but what are you or me or we, what are we as Christians, what are we implementing in our lives? And I think this is such a great question for us to consider as we begin this new year. So I have an opening question for you. What do you see in our world that is needed? What are we needing to implement in our lives? Yeah, so I think we all have a need or a desire for purpose. We want to know that our lives count and that we really make a difference in people's lives. And really, since all of our lives connect with other people, the good news is that we can make a difference, right? So the impact we have isn't about whether we think we're qualified or if we think we're adequate enough. It's really about allowing God to use us and our experiences to leave an internal, eternal imprint on people we encounter in our lives. So we don't need a lot of money, a fancy degree, or a huge following on social media. What I'm encouraged by is that God just uses ordinary people with our imperfections and inconsistencies, which I have plenty of, uh, for really for His purposes. I love that. And so God can use you. And really what you just shared too is no matter what season of life that you are in. And so listeners out there, if you are, um, you know, if you have kids in the young stage or uh, middle school, high school, or even empty nesters, um, life is about using what God has given you to have a lasting impact even beyond this lifetime. But no matter what season you're in, you can be doing that and embracing that right right now. One of the things is, is we talked about impact. Um, we talked about the ripple effect. And I know most of us are... are um, have heard this before, 
But I think of, of times in the lighthouse, and I just love to watch the water fountains and the way the water fountains come and the, the splat or the ripples across the lake. And, you know, translating that a little bit into this conversation, um, that's just like the way our words and our actions spread to others. And for Kingdom Impact, we want to spread good things, things that, that honor God, um, not, the, not the negative, not the negative things. And sometimes I think that we think we do want to spread those good things, but spreading those good things, having that positive influence um, is not always about pleasing the people around us. Ultimately, spreading those good things is about pleasing God. And, and we all know this in our heads, you know, and that kind of thing, but the how, what are the practical ways that we can have that positive influence, that we can have that impact? Well, how, what are the practical ways that work for you, Faye? Yeah, so great questions. So really, I have been learning that in order to allow God to work through me, I just really need to know Him and acknowledge Him as my master and get to know His character, right? So if He's not in charge, I'm not going to have the kind of impact he intended. So if I just go about and think I should do all of these great things or nice things, God can still use those, but he has gifted us all with something different, and we want to have the kind of impact that he intended for us to have. So how do I grow my relationship with him? Well, Thankfully, unlike our spouses and kids, God comes with a manual. This is yeah, great. It's true. <laughs> he so comes true. with uh, everything we need to know about him is in the Bible. And so I didn't grow up reading the Bible. And again, I don't really aspire to be a theologian because there's a lot of stuff that's way beyond me in there. But throughout my seasons of life, I've really found some ways that worked for me to get into his word uh, during different seasons, and then not only just once a day, but throughout the day. So I'll just share a couple of a couple of those just from a, a, a practical standpoint. Yeah, awesome. So in my most recent season, uh, I've decided to read and listen to the Bible in a year with two friends using uh, the Bible app, a plan on the Bible app. So. I did a combination of reading and listening. So sometimes I would close my night by reading the, the devotion and the uh, the stories from the Bible on my app at night. Maybe I would have my actual Bible with me where I could go in and I could take notes. And sometimes I would just take it with me on a walk. And it was about a 20 minute, usually it took about 20 to 30 minutes. And still parts of it are over my head and still some of the, th- some of the things are really difficult to understand, but it really provided context of the bigger story And I learned about people and stories that I never knew existed in the Bible because I tended to hear the same stories over again or I would gravitate to those same stories. And as long as we're on the topic of the Bible app, another great thing is that my youngest and I, we watch and read the kids' Bible experience on the Bible app before bed. So I get to cuddle in with him, lay in there with him, and it lends itself to great conversation and opportunity to pray with him. And sometimes for me, I need the simple teaching that kids get to remind me about who God is. Sometimes we really try and complicate that, and we don't have to. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not as familiar with the kids' Bible experience. Are you, are you doing the same uh 
are you doing the same text that you do during the day with your with your sons as you tuck them in bed, or how does that work? That's a great up? question. So it is different. So okay. you know, in the season of Christmas and Advent, we really talked about what Advent was and how we are preparing and how yes, kids get excited about gifts, but we also talked about the gifts of Advent as well. So joy and hope, and it could just really resonate uh, resonate with him and just meet them right with the season where they are. Uh, where they are at. Exactly. Awesome. Exactly. So one thing that uh, gravitates me towards God is just his faithfulness and his generosity. So one of my goals in 2020 was to create a gratitude list. And I've done this in the past in different forms. Typically, you know, I would journal or I would maybe have a notebook in my purse where I would write things down, but they'd you know be all scattered. So I committed to creating a gratitude list on my phone, just in my notes. What a Uh, great idea. Thank you. (laughs) So I had a goal of putting down 500 things in 2020 that I'm grateful for. And it wasn't hard. It really wasn't hard. In the past as a family, we've had a gratitude jar that we have put pieces of paper in with things we're grateful for or memories that we want to have. And let's be honest, I was the only one really doing that. (laughs) And so on New Year's Day, we went back and we looked back at those 500 plus things that happened. And we could just really look back and see God's faithfulness and how gracious He was, even in a year of pandemic. Yeah, what a great way to remember. It was fun. It was really fun. And like I said, memorization is not a big, I'm not good at memorizing scripture, Mm -hmm. Um, but I have a couple of ways that I just try and get it into my mind. On my calendar at work throughout the day, I've got an alarm set, so I've got some verses that pop up just to remind me, you know, cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. Um, You know what? He pours out his love for you every single day. So eventually they stick. I may not know which book in the Bible they came from, even though it says it on my reminder, but sometimes I'm prompted to share them with others, and it's just constant truth. Another friend told me she started writing her favorite verses on post-it notes and sticking them all around their house, you know, by light switches, on mirrors, in closets. She said, you never know where they were going to pop up. <laughs> so that was that was very encouraging. And then we have had scripture, you know, on our walls. Um, I've had the Joshua 1-9 verse about being strong and courageous for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go in my boy's bathroom for probably a decade. And so I want them to constantly hear that. And so I supplement that sometimes with saying the verse as they leave for the day, be strong and courageous, the Lord is with you, or when my youngest hops out of the van. So you might be thinking, okay, great ideas, or "Mm, really not me, or I really don't have the time for that. And that's totally okay. I've just really learned that once you find something that works for you, you're going to really want to pursue getting to know the character of God and who he is as our master. And once you do, honestly, people start to notice. They can understand, they, they start to maybe wonder what, what's going on or what change have you have. So we often get hung up on what we're not doing. You know, we're not doing it right. Am I doing enough, uh, et cetera. But doing something has more impact than, than doing nothing. So true. As, as you were talking, I was thinking through our podcasts from, from when we launched. And the heart of these podcasts has been so they can equip parents so they can, in turn, impact their, have that impact and that influence on their children. And 
there has just been this constant theme that it all begins with with the parent and the heart of the parent's relationship with with first God. And it's the overflow of that. I'm hearing that same theme here again with you, Faye. It starts with your relationship with God. And taking that to the next step, um, who has the power to positively influence others? Well, it's you. It's me. It's each of us. Um, and, and sometimes I don't know that we understand the impact that we can have um, when we really lean into that. So what resonates when, when you hear, you are the one that has the power to positively influence others? Yeah, great question. So again, I go back to what I said earlier, that God, he creates perfect plans for imperfect people, right? And so we're all imperfect, but he created each of us special and unique, and we all have gifts to share. Now, I look at some other people's gifts, and I, I think, oh, gosh, I wish I had that gift, mm-hmm. right? And I can you know, be envious, or of course they can do that because of X, Y, Z. But that's not what God wants for us. You know, he lays out in the Bible uh, our spiritual gifts that we're called to use. So if you're wondering what your spiritual gifts are, Romans 2 and 1 Corinthians 12 really lists out what those spiritual gifts are. And really, they're for the benefit of others. And we need to put them to use. We need to embrace how God created us because we're all parts of the body of Christ. And we all have gifts that need to be expressed rather than keeping them to ourselves. You know, I thought about this as my boys were opening their presents for Christmas. And Nate got a new set of Legos, right? Well, he doesn't want to just keep the Legos in the box. I mean, what, what fun is that, right? He wanted to dig in and he wanted to open up and start putting them together and get to work. And that's what God wants with our gifts too. They're not just to look good in a package. They are to they're they're to be used. And so I think just like when trying to find out how do you get close to God and how do you know the character of God by getting into the scripture more and more, you have to find out what energizes you so that you can positively influence others. You know, ask God. You know, he created you. Yeah. So he'll tell you what your gifts are and I think over time you really discover what energizes you and what drains you. So for example, over the years, I've discovered that my gifting is not necessarily serving on the front line, but giving and generosity is because that's really been modeled for me. And so our family hasn't been called to the mission field where the the hands and feet may be serving in impoverished countries, but we've really been blessed to be able to financially sponsor two kiddos through compassion. And we made our boys part part, part of that decision helped us pick out who they would be. And so through our finances, our prayers, and our consistent communication with them, we're impacting their eternity. And even if it's just two kids out of the hundreds that might need it, to make a difference to God. Absolutely. Another thing, when you first started talking about gifts that um, I think has been so impactful for me is just the realization that comparison steals the joy. And so, yeah, as, as you talked about, um, not necessarily just desiring other people's gifts, that's, that is a lot of the start of it for, for me anyway, of, of just no celebrate the gift of that, that person holds and, and don't worry about comparing yourself because God has, God has more, God has the new, um, for, for you. 
Absolutely. And I think that's very real. I think we all struggle with that. Uh, I personally struggle with that, that as well. Uh, but I think once we embrace and we just know, God will just fill us up. So not comparing, opening the gifts and allowing, allowing God to show us the way, um, you know, those are all key to, to exercising our spiritual gifts. Another thing that you and I have talked about before is just the incredible power, and it's in the scripture, right? So we should know this, but when we yoke ourselves to Jesus. So Jesus does the heavy lifting, and then you have the supporting role. So as God invites us to be on mission and calls us to use our gifts, and we are yoked to Jesus, then we are able to take responsibility for what we have to take responsibility for, but live in such freedom for the things that we we don't have to take responsibility for. And I feel like I, I've talked to you about this just just a little bit ago. And, you know, all of these are great in theory and, oh, yeah, that sounds delightful. I know this in my head. But again, to get to the practical, how is it? How do you yoke yourself to Jesus? So I once heard the equation that intentions minus actions equals squat. <laughs> so if you have every good intention of doing something but don't do anything about it, Nothing's going to happen, right? Yep, yep. Black and white. Black and white. But the inverse is true of intentions plus actions can equal your character. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So really to demonstrate the love of God, which he gives, he wants us to give it away. He wants us to give that love away. We need to be intentional, right? So making deliberate, determined, and repeated choices and just showing up, whatever that looks like. And so if you're wondering, my gosh, well, where do I show up or what can I share? I have really experienced firsthand the power of prayer and its powerful influence. And it hasn't always been my first response. I see a need, I feel a need, right? Mm -hmm. Well, does God want me to go? Does God want me to go do that? And sometimes he will say yes. And sometimes he will say, no, I've got this. But I've tried to be more intentional about prayer being my first response. Because what that does is when our personal prayers are answered or prayers of our family are answered, it's just really increased my trust and my faith in God. And so when I tell other people about these experiences, maybe when I had good intentions and I stepped into that, I can tell people about those experiences and I can trust the Lord then to just use them to impact people that may not have heard about that. So I can't tell you how many times I've told the story about how we landed in Pella and just God's hand in all of it. And it really, I, Seth would agree that it's really become a huge part of our, our testimony, right? Awesome. And so I think just doing something, taking that first step forward, and when we don't know what to do, prayer is a great place to start. So you know what? There's prayers for situations that we may not have all the details for, or we might not fully understand. And we might not see the impact of our prayers, the side of heaven, right? But God loves the people and the situations we're praying for even more than we do. So he's going to use our prayers, whether they are long and lengthy or if we think they are seemingly insignificant. He's going to, uh, he's going to use them for significant influence. And the only way the enemy wins is when we cease to pray or when we decide not to do those actions that we're prompted to. 
So if you're wondering, again, where do I start? My encouragement would be to start with something that doesn't feel like another thing to add to your to-do list, Mm. right? That's not God's intent. God wants to fill you and out of that overflow to be able to go and make an impact on others. So maybe it's finding a simple verse for maybe you or your family to memorize for the year, for 2020, and just cling to that. Oh, I really like that. So instead of having one word, which you might have one word, absolutely, uh, you might also have a family verse absolutely. together. That's awesome. Absolutely. It also might be stepping into prayer for just a person or a situation. Again, we want to make things better sometimes, but we don't know where to start. But God does. And so if we can simply just lift up a prayer for a person or a situation, or maybe make your own prayer rhythm, a new prayer rhythm. It also might be being more intentional about the words that you use. So using words to build people up rather than, rather than tearing them down. That makes a huge impact. Uh, something bigger. So maybe you've been blessed with um, you know, time and maybe financial resources. So maybe that is your call to invest those earthly treasures into something eternal. And again, not for your recognition or to say, I did this, but for his. Or maybe it's listening to a nudge from the Holy Spirit that totally takes you out of your comfort zone. And my best example of this is going on a mission trip with a bunch of middle schoolers a couple of years ago. High energy. High energy, especially when you work in an office full of adults. (laughs) That's pretty quiet, right? And so I just felt led to go on Ryan's mission trip with him to Milwaukee. And it was phenomenal. And it just provided a great experience for me to get to know kids a little bit better, also to serve in areas that I probably didn't expect that I would be serving in and to really get out of my comfort zone. So I was blessed by heeding that call. Mm-hmm. And one place I started was several several years ago, an older couple at church. I can't remember the exact venue. They prayed the blessing from Numbers 6, 24 through 26, over their children every night. It was the blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he turn his face towards you and grant you peace. That was the probably the longest scripture I'd ever memorized to that point. But hearing it in a simple practice that they did with their kids, I've not now done with my kids for any, a long time, for years. And it's really created a ripple effect for eternity. And my prayer is that my boys would carry that on to their kids and for future generations. So again, the beauty is that we get to plant the seeds, but over time, God really grows them. So our efforts just really weave into his grand grand plan. So what matters is that we're faithful to offer what we have. Uh, Give yourselves grace if you don't step into those situations, and then trust him to just really make it grow. What I love about all these things that you just shared is these are the things that have an impact past our lifetime. They are impacting eternity. Yes. You invited our listeners to start on things that wouldn't be added to their to-do list. Um, And so that could also be translated maybe of of where's your passion. Um, So so a good starting point might be, uh, listeners, where is your passion. And that is a place where God might be drawing you for 
increased or continued um, or maybe brand new kingdom, kingdom impact. So Faye, where is your passion or maybe uh, where have you seen passion in the lives of others? No, actually, could you answer both of those questions? <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. What I love to see is other people just really stepping into their passion. And I have several friends that I have seen just flourish when they are stepping into causes that they really believe in. So they may have a friend or a family member that has a disability and has a financial need. And so they may organize some sort of an event to fundraise. I have another friend who is just really an advocate for kiddos with sensory disorders, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's where she is pouring her passion is how can she serve in those, in those areas. And so wherever it might be, you might be behind the scenes as well. You may be someone who just loves to maybe make food in the background and are part of a meal train for a family in need. It doesn't necessarily need to be front and center on the, on the line. But I think my biggest thing is with, with finding your passion is, again, what brings you joy? And so that kind of brings me back to my passion, which is really encouragement. So I've been learning to listen for the Holy Spirit to tell me where to provide encouragement for people and to just be intentional about following his lead. Sometimes I don't listen <laughs> because it's a little, sometimes it's a little scary mm-hmm. or you might doubt yourself and think, well, if I reach out to this person, what will they think or what will they say? And you start to doubt yourself. But typically when I have listened and followed the Holy Spirit's lead, I am met with such gratitude or thankfulness, whether it be a simple text that says, hi, I'm thinking about you. How mm-hmm. are you doing? Or, hey, as I was reading the scripture made me think of you and I think you just need it. Uh, during COVID, I wrote notes and cards of encouragement. Encouragement might not be everybody's love language, but I think we can both agree that getting a kudos or a thank you or some form of encouragement is kind of nice, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I also try to be more intentional about making space in my day to take a walk maybe with other women to just Mm -hmm. learn about what's happening in their lives, especially during COVID when we've been working through working at home. I miss seeing my coworkers and miss hearing what's going on in their lives. And so just knowing that they're not alone and that we can share, um, share stories. And then obviously my passion is my family. I want to continually bless my boys and husband with words of affirmation, with consistent prayers, um, even small gifts. You know, maybe it's a trip to Culver's after a Walmart run, you know, just <laughs> small gifts that will uh, that will speak to their heart. So I think once you find what motivates you and ask God where you can serve and show love, he'll tell you. Faye, I was not surprised to hear that encouragement is one of your passions. I have been blessed by your encouragement uh, multiple times and really appreciate that. Um, I'm guessing several of our listeners have also been <laughs> encouraged encouraged by you, as well as, you know, um, we might have quite a few listeners there. That's another pa- that's a passion that they have. But encouragement is one of those that is not frontline spiritual gifts. That sometimes, oh, well, that's not important or that's not significant. But uh, if you have an encourager in your life, you know how significant, um, they're, they're a significant stakeholder in your spiritual journey. So thank you for bringing that into the light. 
So I'd like us to to go back a little bit to where we started. And that was with the quote that you gave me, Faye. It's great to have books and podcasts, but what are you, me, we, what are we implementing? And so listeners, as we are wrapping up this podcast here, what is one thing that the Holy Spirit is inviting you, uh, like like Faye said, to to start or to just show up with? What is what is one thing that is coming to your mind right now? And as as our listeners are thinking about that, Faye, is there anything else uh, that you would like to to share with us as we? And then would you close us here as well? Absolutely. Thanks. So I think just be encouraged that God has selected you for a reason. And again, we're imperfect. We are ordinary people, but people like us can star in his extraordinary stories, right? And and like you said, Katie, earlier, we can have kingdom impact. We may not see it here at the side of heaven, but on eternity, which would should really be our ultimate, our ultimate goal and our ultimate focus. So I just like to close us in prayer. And thank you, Father God, for giving us the privilege and honor to be called by you, the God of the universe, to make a kingdom impact. We ask that you would lead us and guide us and give us the courage and grace to be people of influence. May the ripple effects of our lives impact the people in our spheres for all eternity, and may they see you through us. In your mighty name, amen. Amen. So good. Thanks for sharing, Faye. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us for this T3 Family Podcast. We hope it's been a blessing for you and your family. 